2: One and zero. Strom's pitch swung on line hard towards short, short. Diving oh. stop. Turner he feeds second. There's one. Throw to first. Is yes! it time? And the best <laughs> double play the Phillies <laughs> have turned all season just happened. Oh. Oh. A remarkable diving stop by Turner on a rocket by Albie's, and the
3: Phillies get out of the eighth. Yeah.
1: edition of final out it was a remarkable play a remarkable moment as jack fritz the phillies took game one they let us take game one buddy what a play what a night we'll get into it all ranger the aggressive managing from rob thompson the bryce harper home run the trey turner play let's go Fritz! Truist
4: Park is tight. Tight all night long. What an embarrassing crowd. What a freaking embarrassing waste of space town Atlanta is. Holy cow, I've never seen a bigger joke of a playoff crowd in my entire freaking life. That shit, that they should move the team. They should move the team. That was a sickening performance by the Braves fans. But you know what happened, James? Do you want to know exactly what happened? Is that the Phillies went down there? They took care of business. And you know what's the craziest part about the current state of the Philadelphia Phillies? Is that that team is a bunch of damn winners. They are a bunch of winners while the Braves look scared and tight all night long. What a night down at Truist Park.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, the team just went down there and handled business going up against the best offense of all time. Like, but literally statistically, potentially the best offense of all time, a team that had yet to been shut out in their home park this season until tonight. And Rob Thompson with the uh, bullpen, you know, aggressive strategy coming into this game saying, I am winning this game tonight, I'm managing to win and he was getting destroyed in the moment on Twitter, on social media all that stuff and and he clearly had a plan man, he came in saying, I got Zach Wheeler going on Monday, I got a rested bullpen I got a day off here, I got another day off after Wheeler and then I got Nola, like I, I was so impressed with the way not just the Phillies played tonight but the way Rob Thompson and the team's mentality was tonight, Jack, coming in, like, not just saying, oh, we just got to win one or two. They're like, we're winning tonight, and we'll figure it out from there. That was awesome.
4: It was, and and, um, believe me, I I, I was one of those people that was definitely like, this is is pretty aggressive, but to my credit, and I'm usually not one to uh, not react in the moment, I'm usually a very you know, react at all times. Yes, you are.
1: Yes, you You are.
4: (laughs) The emotions on my sleeve. I had multiple tweets out about how this is like way too early for this kind of move. And all he did all night was just was just say, no, I I trust my guys. And I think that that's the biggest thing. and, And the most important thing that Rob Thompson has with this team is that he just trusts these guys so much. Like, dude, we'll talk about all the moves he made. He trusted uh,
1: Ryan Kirkering? <laughs> Orion
4: Kirkering in the seventh inning in a close, tight NLDS game and had the stones to put him back out there in, in the following inning, but also had the, the wherewithal yep. to say, okay, let's get him out of there. Like, he was so on top of everything tonight, and I, I just – I'm so surprised – I really am. Like I'm surprised that the lack of critical thinking. I, I believe it is with the whole Ranger thing. Like Ranger is really good. You have a. You also have a full bullpen with a chance to like match your way through this thing with with your ace on the mound in game two. Like it, Ranger was great tonight, but there was such advantages that the Phillies gained by being able to mix and match their way through this thing to where, it, it, like Rob Thompson, like the the people that keep doubting or, or questioning if this guy's good at his job, I mean, he's consistently, consistently thinking a couple steps ahead. I mean, tonight ra- reminded me so much of Game 1 in Houston. Totally of the World Series, yep. Where it's just like, bang, move here, move here, move here. All night long, having the right feel for guys, knowing what guys can trust in, in, in what spot. I mean, I, I don't know if this makes sense to you, James, and I don't know if this makes sense to our listeners out there. I mean, that was the most stressful, stress-free game. Of my entire life. That's a great
1: way to put it, man. Honestly, I felt the same way. Like, throughout the whole game, I'm like, we got this, we got this, we got this. And yet I was, I was like dying as I was watching it. (laughs) Really. And like, going back to your point about Topper, though, like, I I do think there's even like so much more to it. Like, it wasn't just that he had Wheeler coming up after a day off with a rested bullpen and again a day off and then Nola after that uh, with another day off. But he also, like, it's Ranger going up again through the lineup for a second time and potentially a third after that. A Braves lineup that has been so much better the more they see a pitcher throughout. A lefty soft tosser, which is something the Braves have killed all season. The stat came out, or we saw the stat before the game about how the Braves have really struggled against 97-plus mile-per-hour fastballs. Like, their slugging percentage was something like 500 or, or lower against it, and it was much higher against everything else, obviously. Like, there were so many reasons that Topper's strategy tonight made sense, and I I'm just, I'm so impressed, man. Going in against, and again, to the Kirkering thing, like to your point, not just trusting a, a kid in a big spot. He trusted a kid who started the year in low A, who has had like three appearances in the major leagues, one of which was in the playoffs already. And he trusted them in the seventh inning of a 2-0 game on the road against the best offense of all time, Jack. Like that is as outside the box as you're going to get. And and everything he did work tonight it was a master class in managing and look the players executed you know credit where due they had a, it yes. should have they should have won by more jack i mean they left runners on base oh. all night and but but big plays were made obviously the harper homer the trey play like they came through when it mattered and and the pitching in the bullpen was fantastic
4: yeah i mean tonight's all about the players but like um the the manager also set these guys up for for the the, adventa- the advantageous kind of situation for them to come into. I mean, we talk about Sir Anthony, and he was a guy who's been kind of questioned all year long. Can he be that guy again? And in a tight spot, he brought him in. Bang, he was fine. Jeff Hoffman. I mean, Jeff Hoffman. That was su- like that was such an early spot for Jeff Hoffman. It was the fourth inning. Rangers pitching pretty well. But you know what he did is that he said, "This is an important time in this game. Let me go get one of my best righties on these guys." And well, especially
1: with those Zunab who crushes left-handed pitching, you know.
4: Yeah, it, like Rob Thompson is like when you watch him and you you start trying to think along with him and and see where he's kind of going here. I mean, it, it just it, it puts it all into focus. Like, sir. Sure, Sometimes pitchers will let him down and, and and they won't come out and they won't do a job, but a majority of the time his his decisions make logical sense and and the fact that he just navigated the fifth sixth seventh, eighth, ninth against a Braves lineup who again like you said at the beginning of the, the, this whole show they had not been shut out <laughs> at home for an entire season and He just went out there, and with five and a third of a bullpen that that people seemingly don't really trust, (laughs) pitched the first shutout of the season. I mean, that is difference-making, managing. And that's what Rob Thompson has brought to this team more often than not.
1: Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Jack Fritz, James Seltzer, High Hopes Radio, reacting on a special edition of Final Out to the Phillies taking Game One in Atlanta, a one nothing lead and a best oh. of five with two games at home still. And Zach Wheeler on the hill in Game Two in good spot. All right, we're coming to the phones in a minute. I want to get to two other things quickly, Jack. Uh, one is Bryce Harper. Uh, oh, what happened? What happened, <laughs> Bryce? So uh, our buddy Shio Kapadia puts this stat out, uh, this tweet out, Bryce. Harper in five postseason games against the Braves the last two seasons 10 for 18 with three home runs six RBI and six extra base hits it's a 556 uh, uh, uh on base percentage a 619 OBP that's an 1841 OPS for uh Harper came to life tonight man we talked about how that first series against Miami you know they won it without even getting really much at all from Bryce Harper and uh and tonight Bryce came through big time
4: yeah, for sure, and, and and never a doubt either. Like, if there's ever any question marks about Bryce Harper, um, I mean that that Marlins series was not a a Bryce series. That's a series against a Marlins team, which with a bunch of lefties that all have power stuff, and like I'm not going to blame Bryce for that tonight against Strider. Like, that's a big spot. That's that's Strider, who when you see the stats. The fact that he had, like, 281 strikeouts in 186 innings, that's really impressive. Um, he's nasty. He's really good. That's a game where, where your guy, your star, has to step up at the right time. And Stock got him start off early. I mean, talk about eerily similar to Game 3. Uh, last year, where a bad throwover lets Marsh go to third base. This year, a bad throwover lets the runner get in scoring position. And then Bryson Stott drives him home both times. I mean, baseball. It, it's it's, why, well, it's, real the, it's quick, the greatest uh, sport in the real world. Real quick
1: on that Stott thing. Did you see the stat? This was great. Uh, Jason Stark had this stat out. Uh, that uh, uh, On that Stott hit, prior to that, Spencer Strider, when he had an O two 2 count this year uh, on hitters, batters had an 096 average with 86 strikeouts against him like he was elite in 02 counts and
4: stock got him but then what happened is that he faced one of the best O2 hitters in the count in the world the,
1: uh, stott had the most two strike hits in baseball this year
4: because I, I i think that if bryson stott i think if you just told him hey let's go into this count down oh two I think he'd say, "Okay, <laughs> like that's perfectly fine." So uh, that was a big moment. But but Bryce, with that little exclamation point on top of that, and really, what I what made me the, the the most happy about Bryce tonight was the way he rounded the bases. Like last year, he hit the home run in St. Louis, and it was like, "This is cool." Like, the difference between Bryce this year and last year, and last year's Bryce was unbelievable, but it was like a stoic Bryce. This year, it's like, let's go win this bleeping trophy, man. Like, that was the difference between this year's home run and last year's home run. And that was the hardest hit that's ever been hit off off of Spencer.
1: Wow, I didn't see that. That's wild.
4: 115 miles an hour. So, I mean, um, I just, like, I just, I, I love this baseball team. I just I love I love them. I love the way they play and the way that they ju- they're just morphing into just a winning baseball team in front of our eyes like James in, in your entire life, which is much longer than mine. <laughs> and in my entire life, when have you seen the Braves just compl- like fold like that? Yeah. Like the Braves always get the big hit they always come through when it's like oh damn it you know and they just multiple times tonight weren't able to get that back-breaking hit and I, I felt it so many times watching throughout the broadcast of like okay here it comes and the Phillies just got out of it
1: what well that like Fritz? That's why you're the best because that was about as perfect a segue to the other thing I wanted to mention. and Then we're coming to the phones, but the the scenario you just laid out there—the single biggest one of those—was where it looked like it was absolutely going to be a hit and an RBI and runners on first and third with t- with one out, and then. Thank you, Jack Fritz. Trey Turner with the defensive play of this season. He clearly, his defensive play of his career as a Philly to, to date. Fritzy, what was going through your mind when Turner made that play?
4: Uh, it, <laughs> my first thought was, wow, that was eerily similar to Rollins to Utley to clinch the 08 Annalise title. Ooh, I like that. Totally. Now, yes. Now, it was a much more difficult play. Um, you know, because I think he had to go further to get it. But at the same time. And
1: Albies running to – he had Albies running to first. Albies, well, I know Bryson he's hit Stott, hard, but Albies is, is fast, man.
4: And Bryson Stott had the hardest recorded throw from second base wow. to first base wow. in baseball this year on that throw. And he whipped that thing. Um, so what was going through my head was, like, I I am just – I am in such a confidence mode with this team, James, to where I wasn't surprised. I swear to God. Like love it. he he made the play, and I was like, Of course he did. Because this team has figured out how Yep, to win. That's
1: how we feel about the Phillies, right? That's that's how we've always felt about the Phillies. I love this new Phillies team, Jack. <laughs> I love it. I can't get enough.
4: No, never. I, uh, I, I want this to never end. They split in Atlanta and they have like I'm not I'm not getting greedy. I'm not in the mindset of they gotta go down and take two. But the fact that we have Zach freaking Wheeler on the mound at that place with, with, with that ballpark getting as tight as it sounded tonight with Max Freed Mr. Blister on the mound, like, it, it, this is all, it's, it's just, it's just setting up so perfectly for this team.
1: I love it. All right, 2-1-5-5-9-2-94-94. We want to hear from everyone, get some reaction from Philadelphia to another Phillies win. Three playoff games, three wins, three high hopes postgame shows, and for the third straight time, it's, it's working. We're going to keep going. Let's start on the phones with our guy, Black Gritty. What up, oh? The Phillies taking
5: over the world. No love. Uh, Baby What's up, brother? Let me tell you something. What? Philadelphia is America's city. I don't care what nobody say. America's team, sport, city, Philadelphia. Liberty Bell's here. It's us. On a weekday, there's kids out till 1 o'clock in the morning standing and watching the villains walk off into the middle of the night. I'm watching this team down there in the land talking a whole lot of stuff. Got the mascot got talking trash, and nobody's in those stands. They're quiet the whole time. The loudest they got is when both catchers knew that there was a tip of uh, bat. That's a loud, and so they threw guy. beer cans on the field. Oh, must have been Phillies fans, right? Losers, and, losers. So embarrassing. So, I mean, I just don't want to hear anything about a Philadelphia. Philadelphia sports is the best in America. We are America's sports city. Damn period. straight. Now, on to Topper. Half the internet was complaining about Topper. Let Topper cook, okay? Topper last year was pushing all the right buttons like he flew a spaceship or something. And I didn't have to worry about him to the, the World Series. Now, when the World Series comes, I might question Topper a little bit. But to get me to where we going, this is the steward of my ship. Shut up. Let my man cook, okay? He got pops. Five- pans, got the oven going, the grill out back. My man know what he's doing, right? He's about to feed everybody. And when you send a young cookout out there and he gets to do what he do, I like walking Acuna Jr. I feel like the Phillies never walk nobody. Because when he went up there in the all I'm thinking is, oh man, don't let, him, don't let him get out. He walked him. I was actually happy he walked. So, I love this team. And to end it off, because I know you guys are doing all the great X's and O's. That's a joke from Big Mom. He knows I can talk about you mm-hmm. got his X's and O's. But let me tell you something. I will say this for the rest of my life on my deathbed. Thank you, Bryce, for choosing me. Because by coming here, and the owner spending all his money, turning this team, this franchise around, I—I I don't just love these guys. I'm in love with these guys. Watching them play, watching them be together, watching them go outside of Philadelphia and do what they need to do. My goodness gracious, the Phillies are hot. It's a problem. We're about to do this Manny thing.
1: Run over! Uh, Can't start off better than that. Uh, like and it is, man, we've talked about it, this love affair between team and town and and now they're winning, man, and they and they just handle business. Uh Fritzy, um I, like it's almost surreal, man. Like, it almost feels surreal how business-like it's been through three games. You know, it's like, like you said, you've talked a lot about this. Like, last year it was like, you know, kind of just like, wow, look at this ride we're on. And I like, can't believe we're still winning and all that. Like, here it just feels like they go in knowing they're going to win every game they play, it feels like.
4: No, they look like alphas. I mean, that's the big difference. Like, they look like alphas and they go down. And, again, we, we've talked so much about how the Braves always look like that team. They always look like the team that's going to have that big hit against you, that they're going to be the ones that are like delivering. And there was multiple times throughout the night where the Braves could have gotten that big hit. But let's just be honest here. The way the the ballpark was, it's like they felt that at no time were the Braves going to come through for them. I mean, truly, like totally, you like could the, tell through the TV, man. Like I could feel through the TV the angst and the tightness and the they're going to let us down kind of mindset, which was so so crazy given the amount of pain that the Braves had inflicted right? on us. Right, right. Like, uh, it's crazy. And, and James, like, I, I don't know if I'm, I, I don't know if I'm overreacting too much to Game One. But this just feels so much different than, than last year's series against the Braves. Like, last year's series against the Braves, it was, again, you know, Braves coming off the World Series – they're still great. The Phillies are these, like, wide-eyed, you know, kid in a candy store. You know, let's come in and see what playoff baseball is all about. Like, this was a series, and this is billed to be a series, between a Braves team looking for revenge off of last year and a Phillies team looking to cement itself as one of the best teams in the National League. And I think that's, I think that's why – my reaction tonight is so, so heavily, like, positive in that way because these are two teams both on a, on a, on a true collision course to try to actually get back to the World Series. And what the Phillies looked like tonight was the more confident team, the team that knew they were going to make the, the winning play – and they looked like the team that couldn 't wait to, to give the knockout blow to a braves team that has just owned us for so long and it 's been forever like my most of my life to where i wasn 't able to utter that sentence about the braves but that 's what tonight looked like, and that 's why. It was such an emotional, big win for this baseball team. Yeah,
1: it's such a great point, and and it makes me think of a a quote that I saw prior to the game. Uh, Corey Simon put this out that Nick Castellanos said, and it just jives with exactly what you were saying. Uh, Castellanos said, uh, quote-unquote, We're eager and excited for this series because it's the next chapter on our journey to get a ring. I think that right now, the way we feel about each other, we're looking forward to playing anybody. Honestly, it just happens to be the Braves. Like that's their mentality. Mm-hmm. Like they're on the way to get a ring, and whoever's standing in their way, they're happy to play them. And that is that is pretty awesome. Two one. And five. that's
4: a big difference off of last year versus this year.
1: Yeah, I, I totally many. agree. Yeah, mentality wise, hundred percent agree. All right, let's go back to the phones. Go to Manny Young and talk to our guy John. What up, John A?
3: Fellas, we just witnessed one of the best Phillies game of our lifetimes. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: First and foremost, what did winning the division get them? What did that buy get them? A bunch of cold bats going up against this team. The hottest team in baseball. Cold bats. That's what their new name is. Not the Atlanta Braves, but the cold bats. And they're going to stay that way. And I loved what Topper did, actually. All these talking heads, all the pundits. Oh, you know, I wouldn't have done what he did. Yeah, well, that's why you're doing that. And you're not managing the Phillies. Okay? He knows these players better than everybody. He knows what they look like right before they start slipping. And I'll tell you what. The, mo- the I think, obviously, the Orion the Kirkery thing's awesome on its own self. But what a demoralization that is for the Braves. Oh, I'm sorry, the Colbacks. What a demoralization <laughs> it is for those colbacks. That we put up a rookie against you. In, the, in game one. And then not only that, we didn't even mind sending him back out against your reigning MVP, the first player to ever get 40 and 70 ever. We were like, yeah, we'll throw him out there. We're not worried about that. Like, and then even if he should to walk, it's okay, we'll swap you out. We'll get you anyway. Like, that was a stiff arm into a touchdown. Like, that was a – you had Strider. We had our third. And you blew it. You blew it. And Spencer's pissed. You know he's going to sp- spread the scent in that clubhouse. That was a devastating blow to them. And I'll tell you something right now. We're going to beat this team, and then no one's even going to come close. I don't think we drop another game. Until the World Series, oh, I, think we're gonna, I think we're going to roll it, dude. You guys have a great show. What a freaking win!
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm like, if you showed that game, Jack, to someone who had never watched baseball before, and said one of these two teams won 104 games and was the best team in the sport this year, unquestioned over the regular season, like every single person would say, obviously it's the Phillies. Like that. That's the type of team they look like tonight. And uh, man, it w- It's it's thrilling, buddy.
4: Well, I have to be honest. We, You, me, our listeners, we've watched a lot of Phillies baseball. I can pretty confidently say I've never seen the Phillies win that baseball game. <laughs> like, like I don't think I've e- ever, ever seen the Phillies win that game. It was essentially a bullpen game where the bullpen went, what, five and a third? Mm-hmm. And just of of shutout baseball. The the like Ranger was, was really good. They got big timely hits. They got out of big timely spots. They
1: got a one, two, three, ninth from Craig Kimbrell,
4: Jack. Never a doubt. Never a doubt. Um it was that was the again, like I said earlier, that was the most stress free stressful baseball game I've ever experienced in my entire life
1: 94-94. we're continuing to react to the Phillies taking a one nothing lead in the best of 5 series against the Braves the NLDS as they have Zach Wheeler going in game 2 on Monday and then coming home we will no matter what have two home games in this series mm-hmm. uh, oh, oh, no 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 not necessarily true it's oh, a good point could Jack. Only be oh, one. Oh, what a team what a night we'll continue to react 215 592-9494. It's Fritz. It's Seltzer. It's High Hopes Radio reacting to a big Phillies playoff win on Final Out. We're coming right back. And it was an awesome moment as Harper gets his first postseason home run of this run getting going. Mm -hmm. And uh, first of many, I'm guessing, Fritzy, the way this guy plays as, uh, again, we're reacting to a thrilling Phillies win. A couple odd things we saw in the game tonight, too, Fritz. We'll get back to the phones in a sec. We saw a delayed steal from Trey. I feel like you never, ever see that. And then, obviously, uh, more uh, controversially, we may have seen a catcher's interference. We saw it called. I certainly think it was. I think when you listen to it, you could hear that double click, and uh, and Sean Murphy, the catcher for the Braves, has come out and said that he heard it as well, even if he didn't feel it. So, uh, but that was a, a strange moment that ultimately led to Braves fans showing who they truly are. Jack,
4: <laughs> very nice. Um, yeah, so the catcher interference, like even though it might not have looked like it on the replay. I mean, both players reacted totally. at the same time, you know. And like, JT's
1: a catcher. Like JT's not like looking to to fake a catcher's interference. I don't think, you know.
4: Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. But but really the the delayed steal which again I, I haven't seen since Little League
1: like dude forever right like I honestly don't remember I know he, in, like in the 90s I feel like I've seen them. I don't know it's been a really long time
4: it has been but the way and, and how aggressive they were on the base pass tonight was really interesting and I think that just shows how well in tune this team is with its coaching staff you know they came with a, with a, a very you know direct game plan like, like we're gonna when we get on we're gonna make Spencer Strider work and we're going to try to steal bases and we're going to be aggressive on the base pass and we're going to go out there and and just try to 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 put some tension in the minds of of Braves players. and, and for the most part it worked and I mean Trey Turner. Listen, if he's going to be a guy that that only steals 30 bases, but then has what, 3 steals in a game tonight, like I'll take that. And and they were aggressive all night long on the base pass which is something that we haven't seen from uh, a lot from this team. Um, um, throughout the regular season because they, they clearly saw something on tape. Totally. And they clearly wanted to take advantage of, of Strider being long to the plate and the amount of sliders that he threw. So, um, shout out to the Phils, and, and that's just good game planning. And, and again, if a team was, was worried, if a team was heading into a game feeling stressed, like stressed, I mean, <laughs> they just went out and, and, and basically stole, what, five bases at yeah, a team t- record? Yeah,
1: team record, yep. yep. Team like, postseason record.
4: If that doesn't show you that this team is just massively confident heading into Atlanta, I don't know what does.
1: Yeah, well, and they tried to steal six, actually got thrown out on the first one. An unbelievable throw by Murphy, but then kept running and ended up setting a team record, like you said, for postseason stolen bases. And it just jived with the way they were all night. They were aggressive across the board. Topper managed aggressively. They were aggressive on the base pass. They they just put pressure on Atlanta all night long. And it was, uh, it really. Really paid dividends and, and led to again, a, a, a even though it was only 3-0 it really felt like the Phillies just were in complete control of that entire game. 2 94 Speaking of the game in Atlanta, how did it sound in the building? What was it like seeing the Braves fans throw the beer cans on the field? All of it. Our guy Joe Giglio down there for the game. Him and Hugh Douglas sent down. They'll be doing shows down there on Monday as well. Um, we are going to talk to Joe next segment coming up around 1045. Get an in-person report from what it was like to be down there in the building for a uh, really, uh, you know, we had John from Annie and Caller earlier say one of the great Phillies wins of all time. And, you know, I know that's a little hyperbolic, but it really was a a really great Phillies win tonight. It really well, was.
4: It was a win that we haven't seen in our entire lives. You know, like we, we don't really see the Phillies win that game. Like even game one down in Houston last year, like that was a shocking oh, win. Oh my God.
1: And it was a bad, Yeah they were down. They were down exactly. big and came back, and then the JT Homer and extras. That was-
4: but, but can you can – you t- I mean, listen, again, you are much more wise and experienced mm-hmm, than mm-hmm, I am. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me the Phillies game in the playoffs against a division rival where your starter goes four and you navigate through the rest of the game without allowing a run? No.
1: It's – honestly, you're right. Again, and then, and then when you take it to the next level and say, again, statistically the best offense of all time, potentially a team that had yet to be shut out at home this year – it's that much crazier, dude. Jack. It's like
4: crazy, dude. They just didn't look that imposing. I would, I know, was, they dude. Didn't. I, I I swear, I swear to you, James. I was not afraid of anyone in that lineup tonight. I had such little confidence that they were going to come through when need be, and I have no idea why. I don't know why I felt that way, but just watching it and the, their body language, like Okunya Ry- like I have been scared of Austin Riley for four years now. I felt nothing when he came to the plate. I felt zilch. Matt Olson might as well might as well have been a triple A player for all I care. like they kept flashing fifty four and one thirty nine and i said i don't care dude <laughs> like I do not give a bleep about what Matt Olson had done this entire year. Like those guys were not coming through, and and for our entire existence, the Braves always come through. But man, am I just enjoying this little piece of real estate that it seems like the Phillies have in this Braves uh, team? Said
1: yeah, because it's it's so far into us, buddy. It is it is to your point. It it doesn't happen, and and it is uh it's pretty amazing. To watch. All right, two one five five nine two nine four nine. Let's go back to the phones. Talk to our guy Chad in Downingtown. What up, buddy? Ten more
4: wins, stop. Let's burn! go, Chad. Ten more, buddy. Ten more.
6: Ten. Oh, okay. So my blood pressure has dropped dramatically throughout this this time listening to you guys. Thankfully, um, but I, uh, Jack, I agree with you. Like it was, it was spiking, but. Like, just, I just didn't have the full stress because I, I had so much confidence in this team, which is just nuts. And it's really starting to remind me of um, uh 08, 9 going against the Dodgers back-to-back years and that team just being so good on offense and me just, you know, not being able to comprehend how we were getting these outs every inning. Mm-hmm. And it, it just feels so good.
1: Yeah, it, honestly, it's. It, I, the, I think that when you listen to, to us talk to to Chad to the callers, like it is. It's almost like we all kind of can't believe that we have a team that's like just handling business like this and is is playing above their heads in the most important games. And it's it's. It's surreal, man. It is not the Philadelphia Phillies of our lives. Like, to your point, Chad, we've seen a couple years. I'm 42 years old, not quite as old as Jack says I am, but I'm wise. I've been around. Like, there are only a couple years in my life where I've ever felt like this about a Phillies team in terms of confidence, belief that they're going to go handle business, and, like, it's, it's, it's still a little surreal every time we see it.
6: Yeah, and then... It- <laughs> It just, I'm so thankful for Bryce Harper. Like, I know one of your callers already said that, but just the the way that this organization has completely flipped on its head is is just it, it makes me feel so good.
1: Yeah, Chad, I'm with you, buddy. And and to that Harper point, I'm sure you saw this, uh, Jack. There was a. A Jeff Passon tweet going around tonight, but it really, you know, hits it on the head and says what we all know in Philadelphia, but uh Passan tweets out Bryce Harper is thirty years old. He now has spent half his life squarely in the limelight. He is a beloved teammate, a tremendous leader, an elite player, and as clutch as anyone in the game. He is not just everything he's supposed to be, he's more. And he really is, man. I mean, it is as it, to, to you know the point Chad made to uh, you know Black Gritty when he came on. The fact that you know the fact that Bryce Harper chose us in the first place—that this superstar came here, which never happened to us—was such a an insane thing. But for him to like like shatter our expectations, which were already sky high in terms of how great he could be on and off the field, is um, it's it's amazing, man.
4: Yeah and, and and honestly I think it's a combination of obviously Bryce is a great player he's always a great player and and all that stuff but I I think him getting matched up in this city just has taken his whole game to another level I mean, down in, in Washington, they were in the playoffs almost every year. But the biggest Bryce Harper postseason moment you have is a home run off of, what, Hunter Strickland? Yeah,
1: and, the, and like, the, like the NLDS back before they had the wild card.
4: Yeah, and it was like a cool big home run. But, like, I think that the combination of Bryce and Philadelphia has actually gotten the best version of Bryce Harper, and, and it's turned him into, like, this is his home. And and it's let him come up in these big moments. It's let him like play first base at a perfectly normal level. I like, know it's insane. He looks good. He, like, he looks really le- good, man. He looks legitimately good at first base, yeah. and and I like that. You know, every time he gets an out, he seems really really fired up I about know. it. It's great. Um, and I I just think that the city has also gotten Bryce Harper to another level. You know, the the level of accountability, <laughs> the level the level of love, and the level of passion that we have for this Phillies baseball team um, you know I, I think it's allowed Bryce to to truly be himself and I, I feel like we're, get, we're getting like the most real version of Bryce Harper and like did I have Bryce Harper plus 420 for a for an anytime home run tonight of course I did because it's game one in Atlanta off Spencer Strider after a series where he did pretty much nothing like that's a a a, a staple Bryce Harper moment, and uh, he's just—he's just our guy. He, he is our guy, and he's just etching his way into the Phillies Mount Rushmore.
1: It's unbelievable. Like to your point, I mean, he's already had arguably the biggest home run in franchise history, and and now he's back doing it again another postseason, and he's only thirty, and uh, it's pretty special. Let's go to New York and talk to Dylan. Yo, Dylan. Victory.
4: Let's go. Let's go. Woo! We need to
1: shut out the Braves. Let's go. Damn straight, buddy.
4: Never I, like, a doubt.
1: I, of all, like, I, I I thought they could win tonight. I was confident. I felt good about the game. I did not think we would shut out the Braves tonight. I, I did
7: not. For the first
4: time game. all year against the best offense in baseball. Did seems not like a see tall it, task.
5: God. Yeah.
7: So we were watching the game in the same bar, almost the same spot where we were watching game six of the World Series. So that fourth inning, immediately the whole bar kind of sparked this whole debate. Everybody started getting worried. They're taking out Ranger too early, and I felt like I was like one versus 100 trusting Topper in the bar. So I feel very vindicated tonight. Good work by you, Dylan. Good work. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you look at the – I mean, you just I, – I, all I did, I took a picture of the lineup and just pointed it in everyone's face. It's righty after righty after righty. If you really want to be tempted by going with Hoppy right there, you can do it and kill the inning and just trust your bullpen. They've been a top five bullpen this year. I know there's been ups and downs. And, you know, another thing, we talk all the time about Topper being a huge righty-lefty matchup, lefty-righty matchup guy – I don't have the stats in front of me, but I feel like with this game, if you look at the hits that guys had, how many of those were righty on lefty or lefty on righty? It was like... Probably way above the average. That well, it's actually been see, yeah the, the whole
1: box. playoffs. The righties coming through against and great call, Dylan. We appreciate it. You know the righties coming through against the Marlins left-handed pitching in the first series. We talked a lot about that on the pod and and yeah tonight you saw some big hits from from lefties against righties. Obviously Harper, you know with the two hits and the home run. Stott with two hits that big hit. Like they th- this lineup just um, you know it's really hard to match up against Jack.
4: Yeah, and how about not
1: um, Like, what a stud, dude. Like, just what a stud.
4: I know. A- at the end of the year, I was worried. You know, his, his batting average had dipped to, like, 275 and it just looked like he was tired. And then that last game up in New York, he went three for four. And ever since then, he had the grand slam against the Marlins. Tonight, he has another back-breaking hit where – I mean, it was pretty much the same spot as it was. I don't know what two weeks ago down in Atlanta, the Castellanos catch game. Um, like they're just they're a, like the more and more you get into postseason games, James, and the more and more you see how the team is kind of constructed, it's like man, like they are a really like they were a dangerous freaking team, man. They're not really like the most regular season team. Like whatever, just get through it. But if you get into a postseason series, and we talk about this a lot, like you turn over to the bullpen and it's almost everyone is 96 to 100. And And the way the lineup is just constructed, it all just makes sense. You know, Alec Boehm didn't have a great night tonight at all. It was probably the it was probably the worst game I've ever seen Alec Bone play. Yeah,
1: he was lost at the plate.
4: He is not usually a guy that that chases out of the zone a lot. He did tonight. I'm not like overly concerned. I think that's just a one game kind of um, you know that Strider. Yeah, it's one game. Yeah. It's one game. So, um, but everyone else, like they're just they're just so so in well built and in a good position. And, and and Stott was a, a good example of that tonight.
1: Yeah. And then you add in the confidence, the belief in themselves, the belief in each other, the belief in their mission. Like it's a powerful thing. All right, uh two one five five nine two ninety-four ninety four. We'll continue to take your calls. It's a special edition of High Hopes Radio on Final Out as we continue to react to the Phillies going into Atlanta. I wanna say stealing game one, but they didn't steal it. They just they just whooped them. They just made it. business. They just won. It. They won game one in Atlanta with Zach Wheeler on the hill in game two and games three and four back in Philadelphia. Four if needed. Pretty great night for the Phillies. React with us. 215-592-9494. It's High Hopes Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We're coming right back. The it's High it's High Hopes Radio. Jack Fritz, James Seltzer with you as we react on final out to the Phillies winning game one down in Atlanta. And Jack, you know, that that play there, the, the fly ball to Marsh, I was watching with Emily, my wife, before coming in. And and it was like this kind of thing where I was like, I, I knew they were going to win. A- especially at that point, it was like, all right, they're going to get these outs. But even when Marsh caught the ball, I was like, wait, did they... Did they really just win 3-0, like, workman-like, business-like in Game 1 in Atlanta? Like, I, it still is hard to process how easy that was
4: tonight. Well, it was easy, but it was also the worst it at the same so time. It was so stressful at the same time. I mean, there's mo- I mean, there <laughs> multiple times throughout the game where it was like, here it is, here it is. And, you know, um, Orion Kirkering, the, the, maybe the easiest inning of my entire life.
1: unbelievable dude
4: i mean this kid was in
1: high a to start the season
4: low a sorry
1: that's what i meant low a unbelievable dude
4: yeah um and he just comes in bang one two three seven pitches (laughs) like he's 22 years old jack seven pitches he's 22 and i and i i didn't hate thompson putting him back out there for the eighth you know it was a cooney in that spot he clearly wanted strom on olsen if he gets Acuna out then he then he has him for Riley, so I, I thought it was like obviously a big moment i i 'm pretty anti putting relievers out there for a second inning after an after an adrenaline rush, but at that point, you know they 'd used a lot of their options so I still trust Orion in that spot to, 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 to give you a good chance against um, Acuna. It just happened to be that, you know, he just, he, the adrenaline wasn't there and he walked him on four pitches and I thought Rob Thompson was smart to, to get him out there as soon as possible.
1: Totally agree. Like Rob going out, letting him have that spot and getting and the hook, the quick hook. And look, it was a long half inning in between, too. I'm not surprised the kid, and you've talked about this so many times, uh, usually coming into a dirty inning, but the idea of going out with all this adrenaline in such a big spot and then to have to sit on the bench for... for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, and go back out. It's hard to match that level of adrenaline. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, uh, it was smart of Topper to give him the chance, but then to be quick with the hook and ultimately um, you know, the inning ends with that Trey Turner play, which was just uh, just special stuff. Alright, 215 592 Let's continue to take reactions on the phones. Let's go to media and talk to Seth. What up, pal?
8: My dudes! We did it!
4: We Seth. got one! What's up, we buddy? We got
8: one, bro-skies. Yo, I'm telling you right now, that was the one, and you said it right, uh, Fritz, earlier. I was saying that's that's the one to steal. That's the one to earn. You get Strider out of the game. You tell the rest of our own team, Not forget about the Braves fans. Who cares about those trash-throwing, garbage-speaking people? They have no idea what's going on. You tell the rest of the of our clubhouse, this is how we're going to handle business. We're going to take our best pitcher. We're going to sit him on his butt. We're going to make him lay a big, fat goose egg, and we're going to do with seven pitchers and a rookie who was starting in single A earlier this year. This team means business. They are dealing, and we are on our way. Yes. We got, so they, we got. go yeah. ahead, go ahead, bud. i was just going to say we got Wheeler and then Nola. I mean, and then we're coming home. We get, we get, hopefully it's only one game coming home, but it might even be two. So I'm just, I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm definitely feeling it. And, uh, I, I think this team is ready to go, man. I really think that, like you guys said, when Harper, it's, it's a different look with the, these guys this year. They mean business. It's, and, and with Harper, I really think we have, if I can make a, a kind of a rough analogy, we have the Kobe Bryant of MLB. This dude works his butt off harder than anybody I've seen in years. I mean, I'm 43. I remember these teams from a while ago. I remember the Phils getting served up. You're right, Fritz. Back in the day, we would have lost this game. Mm-hmm. But this isn't this isn't that kind of team. You know, we are ready to go, and, and we're being led by the right people. We got the right kind of coaches, the right mindset, and and the fan base. I mean, how funny is it? that what happened tonight with those fans is basically what we used to get blamed for. Oh,
1: and wow. now- Seth, It's sad. Uh, it's unbelievable and great call. Uh, and like, absolutely, Larry Anderson even said it on the broadcast. He was like, uh, you know, if it, I, w- I hope everyone will see this and know that they're not playing this game in Philadelphia. And, uh, but back to his Bryce Harper point, Jack, we talked about this on the pod. Not only does it feel like Harper is just locked in and, and means business, But it also, you know, I I don't remember an athlete in my time in Philadelphia who, like, understood in the moment how important a championship was for him, for his legacy, for his whole career, like, what it means for him to win a title and add that to his, you know, future Hall of Fame resume. Um, Like, I I don't think he just means business, uh, like normal business. I I think it's more than that.
4: Yeah, well, and, you know, that's how he talked at the end of the season, you know, when they were celebrating after beating the Pirates. And he was very serious. And, and even after they beat the Marlins, and, and how he reacted to a lot of the big moments of just like snatching the baseball and being all fired up, like he has a, he has a singular focus. And I think what he is realizing is that this is his best chance to, to get the job done and you look how everything is breaking in baseball right now and it's the Phillies against this Braves team the Diamondbacks are are smoking uh Clayton they're Grushall up 9 right nothing right now dude oh my god look well, i
1: mean it looks like you know assuming that you know it says the Astros similar or less uh, year, here we go the only of the four home teams that that won you know it's like <laughs>
4: Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, like, it's it's kind of breaking right for him. And, and I think he just – I think he just feels it. I think he feels that at this current time, like, this is – you only have so many chances to win a championship. And and the way that he's playing right now is certainly – you know, he's got his eyes on the right thing.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that. Let's take one more call. Let's go to Ryan in Morristown. Hey, Ryan.
4: Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing?
1: Doing great, Ry. I mean, how could we not be tonight, pal? Oh
3: my God, I'm so happy for you guys. I mean, I, uh, I hear you. If you're talking about Bryce Harper. I remember listening to the Bryce Harper emergency. My pod, man. Oh know. wow,
4: what a throwback, yes,
3: Ryan. I mean, you guys sounded like little like third graders. We got did. You know, it was amazing, and you know, I've been a listener longer than that, and you know, you deserve this night. And um, I was also thinking. You know, the, when when they pulled Ranger Suarez, the only reason I I didn't shake my head and go, "What the hell's going on?" because I listened to the, the post game of uh, the pregame, and you guys actually came up with that scenario. You mm-hmm. said maybe it'll be a three four inning Ranger yep. game, and then a bullpen yep. because we get all these fresh arms.
4: Yep. Yeah, we
1: did. And and just getting through the lineup once. Ryan, thanks for listening, man. Th- those are appreciate some deep cuts. Appreciate you, Ryan. Cuts. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Not, not,
3: Love you guys. And the, I will say one thing. Yeah. I could, see, I could see a WIP topic this week. Who has assembled a more, a deeper roster, Howie Roseman or Dave DeBron? Ooh, 215
4: yeah. Hey,
1: Ryan, great call, man. Seriously, it's Love great guys. to talk to you. We really appreciate it. And, like, seriously, you know, that's something where – you know, we talked a lot this run uh, about the players, and rightfully so, and about Rob Thompson, and rightfully so, and about the fans, and certainly, rightfully so. Uh, I think the guy we need to, to to remember to give more and more credit to is Dave Dombrowski. Obviously, with Middleton as well, but um, you know what Dombrowski has done here, putting together both a. World Series winning caliber roster Obviously they almost did it last year They're looking to do it again But also, you know, we've talked about this a ton But just establishing a winning culture here yep. Both both uh, uh, on the field and off the field And in the front office and the whole thing, Jack It is, um, y- you see what we have seen The last couple years from Dombrowski It's like, oh, that's why this guy's a Hall of Famer And is considered one of the great GMs In the history of the sport Like, he is, he is fantastic at his job
4: yeah and this is all we ever asked for you know <laughs> like just you know figuring out who's a winner who's not a winner and and how they can help the ball club and and whether it's down to Garrett Stubbs being the like emotional leader behind the scenes and the and the hype guy, like, that stuff matters. in a, In a hundred and sixty two game season, you need those guys to be able to, to carry you through. But knowing that Trey Turner could play in this city, and yeah, did it take you know the the fans getting behind him um, to to really get him going? But looking at how he's played ever since, I mean, his reaction to
1: dude, the, I, oh, I'm happy you brought that up, Jack. To the double play, to the play. it was, it was
4: it was amazing. It to, was the to,
1: most emotion we've seen from him yet.
4: Yeah, because it was a big moment in a big spot. But, you know, they, they just have... Uh, they have such a different look compared to the amount of Phillies teams that we've seen for a majority of our lives. And... I think a lot of that is Dombrowski. I think it's 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 signing a Kyle Schwarber last year. Mm -hmm. It's knowing a Nick Castellanos better than everyone in baseball knew Nick Castellanos Um, to knowing Trey Turner could handle the season. I mean, the big question or the big um, miss, I guess, for Dombrowski was the Taiwan Walker Lorenzen spot. But at the same time, when, when Chris Sanchez develops the way that he did. And Ranger Suarez, I mean, it can't be lost on us the way that Ranger pitched tonight. Totally. You know, had, it's that, a great point. had that, had 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 the bullpen not been completely um, fresh and an off day and a Wheeler in game two, I had like if he, if he kept Ranger in at that spot, I think Ranger gets out of it. Like, I think Ranger was good enough tonight to pitch six, seven innings. Like I thought he looked. Completely dialed in, and it's just so it's so fun right now to look at the, the way Zach Wheeler pitches, to look at the way that Nola's pitched in like big clinching kind of games, and Ranger as like oh bleep like these teams have to face those three in, in big spots. So um, I just it's it's so refreshing to see a team morph into a bunch of winners against a team that we all have envied as a bunch of winners for so, so long. But the Phillies went down there tonight, and they just looked like a bunch of alphas.
1: All right. uh, We were about to get out of here, but one last treat before we get out of here is uh – He's here. Our guy was down there for the action in Truist Park. Got to see firsthand the Phillies' fantastic performance tonight. The less fantastic performance of both the Atlanta Braves and their fans. And to get a report on it all, our guy Joe Giglio down there. Joe, how you doing, pal? Well,
2: I'm doing great. I'm doing much better than most people here in Atlanta because that was a, a joke by that fan base tonight.
1: So, so take us inside, man. Like I, you know, Obviously, we'll get to the game itself, but, but the experience of being down there, both from, from what it was like for the energy of the game to obviously the embarrassment of a moment with the beer cans being thrown on the field, what was the truest park experience like?
2: So I can tell you this just from just from before the game and then as the game began, they're nervous. I mean, they, you can just tell, like, just talking to people, like, they have a healthy respect for the Phillies, which is, is obvious. I mean, they're two good teams. They play through it a lot. But you could just tell, like, yeah, they didn't really want to play the Phillies here. And then the game gets going, and, and, you know, they're not scoring any runs. So then they're on pins and needles who's like, well, we haven't scored yet. and They're leaving people on base. It, just, it was a weird vibe from their crowd. Like, they're nervous about this series. And in that moment when the interference happened, and then they're throwing stuff on the field, it was bad. I mean, you got half the people who are like, like almost cheering on what they're doing, and then half the people are like, oh god, like they're they're embarrassed of the whole thing. And it's something like this happened. What was it? Like ten years ago, that first wild card year, the twenty twelve, when they played the Cardinals, they were throwing trash on the field. So it's not the first time, but. It was definitely an atmosphere of a crowd that is, uh, is on edge about this series and, and with good reason.
4: Do we need to send you to every single, single game one the Phillies are in? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're on a pretty impressive run right now. Now, the overalls, were they, were they broken out for this game? I'm still in them. I just got oh, back to the hotel. Strong
1: work
2: by you. Well done. I am still in them. Um, for the most part, people just kind of laughed and nodded along. A couple people had some things to say, but, yes, I, I have the overalls on and still do.
1: What was uh, all right, uh, so let 's get to the game itself, Joe, being in the ballpark, uh, your thoughts, I think you know the the big story at least in the moment in the game was topper's decision to remove Ranger at that spot and then obviously go bullpen game the rest of the way. What did you think in the moment about topper 's decision and how did it feel in the ballpark when that decision was made?
2: so it felt too early. I mean, that was my first thought, like wow I mean and I think we all had a sense that he was going to do something like that with the off day tomorrow, like he was going to be super aggressive with his bullpen. It just felt, for me, it felt an inning too early. I mean, I guess you can't choose when the pocket of the lineup's coming up that you want to use Hoffman for, so you just have to kind of pivot and go with it. But it felt an inning too early, and I'm sitting there trying to count down the outs, like how is he going to get enough outs to finish this game? And then he did it. And so, like, the more I I put it out of my head as it went on, I, I did question, I think we all questioned it, but I'm at the point now, guys, where I just have to stop questioning Rob Thompson in October. I mean, I know we go back to Game 6 of the World Series last year, but that was one move. I mean, what is it? Like, he's made 100 moves besides that in the playoffs, and almost every single one has worked out really in the Phillies' favor? He he has this, this amazing touch with this team, and... I, I couldn't believe that it. it was Strom in the eighth inning, and that worked, and then Kimbrell with a pretty flawless ninth as well. So it, it worked. I was skeptical, but Rob Thompson knows what he's doing here.
4: Yeah, and I guess, like, is is, is this going to be something that we see going forward? Because, I mean, the fact of the matter is, like, Ranger's going to pitch game four. Is this going to be something we get again? Does he trust Ranger more? Because, I mean, you saw Sir Anthony look like he took a step forward tonight. Alvarado was kind of just Alvarado but like you, you see Kirkering emerge as a potential guy here i mean maybe we see this this going forward as as you have wheeler and nola and then kind of just a mishmash like let's find a way to win a ball game kind of uh a deal here every third day
2: maybe it is jack and you know other than than Wheeler because he's just obviously so good. Maybe it is a good strategy against this Braves team, mean I know tonight they didn't do anything. But obviously, it's, a, it's an all-time great offense. Maybe the way it, it, to slow them down is just throw a bunch of different arms at them because if they get the same look at the same guy, you would think they're eventually just going to tee off on whoever they see other than Wheeler. So maybe we see this. I mean, I, I would think the, on Monday Wheeler would get a normal start and you know whatever he can give he gives, but. Maybe we see this in Game 4. Who knows? If Nola isn't as sharp as he was last week, maybe we see something like this in Game 3, too, where it's like the fifth inning and he comes to get him because he just wants to throw different looks at them. Whatever it is, if, if they can limit this team, and I was shocked they shut them out tonight, but if they can limit them to a normal amount of runs, they're going to win this series.
4: Joe, how insane is Bryce Harper? I mean, that's a pretty, pretty leading question. But, I mean, he is continuing to put together just an all-time Philly resume and, and etching his stone in the all-time Phillies Mount Rushmore.
2: The thing that that just amazes me, Jack, is he just continues to exceed expectations. Like, he's obviously done it for his career, which is pretty amazing considering he was considered to be, like, the best prospect we've ever seen, and he's been better than that. And then it just if you take me back to when we were doing the old evening show and trying to make sure the Phillies got this guy and talked Mm -hmm. about him, if you had told me that this is what his career would be here. I, I would have taken something less. I would have said, yeah, I mean, he's probably not going to be that good. Probably not going to be that clutch. But I, I would just said he's going to be super, super good for the Phillies. He's even exceeded the expectations I think we all had when he signed here, which was to be, you know, one of the best players in baseball and to be a kind of a franchise cornerstone. He's even more than that. I mean, it's just I, – I think I saw a stat as I was uh, in the Uber heading back to the hotel that no one's ever hit a ball harder off of Spencer Schreider, mm-hmm. which is just – Pretty remarkable because, like, it's like that one we saw last year in Citizens Bank Park was pretty hard by Reese. So there's something about these playoffs against Strider where they hit the ball hard off him. But it's, uh, he's incredible. He's a Mount Rushmore guy, and we just need to get him a ring now.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and I was talking about it before, but, but for him, a ring just, really matters from a legacy perspective and uh it obviously be super cool to see him have it here all right one more for us joe before we let you get out of here uh and enjoy the uh the win in atlanta tonight what a good time uh last question uh set the scene for us uh you know game two down there wheeler on the hill do you expect uh you know this Braves team kind of kind of folded a bit tonight really didn't fight do you expect a different braves team on uh, monday night
2: and, James, they folded last year, I thought, in game four, too. I mean, mm-hmm. I – when they – Phillies went up 2-1 last year on the on the Hoskins-Homer game. I fully expected a game number five. Like, totally. I just thought they'd bounce back. But then Marsh did. hit
1: that homer, and it was, like, yep. done.
2: Yep. And they had the Acuna play where it was the JT inside yep. the park, and it just felt like they quit. And – you know, they just had a bad night offense I don't, I'm not sure they quit yet, but I think this game coming up on, on Monday is going to tell us if they're going to roll over and die, or we're going to have a series here because if they lose on Monday, it's over. Like they're, they're just, they're not coming back. They're not going to Philadelphia winning two and bringing it back here. So I think Monday night will be the tell. My guess is they're going to hit a little bit because it's just hard for me to imagine that an offense this good would just go totally blank for two straight games. So it's going to be on the Phillies fast to hit again. Uh, but I tell you what, just watching those two teams tonight, it just feels like one team is on a mission and the other team is very skeptical of, of who they are right now. Yeah,
1: what a good way to put it. I love that. All right, Joe, thanks for joining us, uh, everyone. Obviously, check out Joe and Hugh on Monday. They'll be down there doing the show. Yeah, how was
4: Hugh tonight? Was Hugh rooting for the Braves or uh-oh. was he? Was uh-oh. he? Well, who was he rooting for tonight? Nah, he was rooting for the Phillies, but good. you could tell
2: he was. Uh, he, he was a little bit when the Phillies started pulling away. He's like. I think he's starting to feel it now. Like He's starting to feel it. The Phillies the thing is a real thing in October now.
1: Welcome home, Hugh. We love it. All right. Uh, good. Well, Joe, uh, have fun down there. I'm sure uh, we'll hear you on the station uh, again over the next couple of days prior to Monday as well.
2: You got it, guys.
4: Talk to you. All soon. right. See you, buddy.
1: Awesome, awesome stuff. A report from down there. All right, Fritz, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
4: Yeah, first, uh, yeah, Jillian and I will be on tomorrow after oh, the Lo-
1: – Oh, look at this. Yeah,
4: after the London game. Love it. So London game into uh, Countdown to kickoff because I guess there's a football game tomorrow.
5: What's um, football?
4: Exactly. I've been saying that for years. So, um, yeah, that'll, that'll be a good time. But yeah, it was a, uh, again, a, just a shocking win down there tonight. I'm trying to look through my last little notebook here. Um, you know, for the amount of times that I felt like the Phillies could have broken that game open and they didn't, the fact that they still won was, was shocking to me. um, I know this is going to be like the the, the most nitpicky thing on the entire post game show, but like the O2 pitch to Eddie Rosario uh, in like the sixth inning or whatever mm-hmm. drove the me nuts hit. for a long time. <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, yeah, it's
1: pretty nitpicky. Like, nipping.
4: come on, come on, Sir Anthony. Yeah. Like, can you spot a fastball for me one time? Struck out the side though. Dude, Sir Anthony, again, we, we talked about it. Like, he's looked better recently because he's finally not trying to just be a command guy. He's just going to be Sir Anthony. So, I was happy to see that. Um, what the hell was Spencer Schreider yelling at Rick Kranitz for?
1: I don't know. It was so weird. It, was, I, it made no sense in the moment.
4: It, it really didn't. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, that's kind of all I had. We, we, we kind of touched on everything else that I had written down. But, um, overall... Like, they went down there. They looked like the the tougher team. They looked like the, I don't know, just more ready-to-be-there team. And I, I can't buy into the excuse of he had five days off. So, you know, it's harder to, to get energized. And, and yeah, ready. it didn't but,
1: stop yeah, the Astros.
4: It never stops the Astros. Exactly. <laughs> like, they're, exactly. they're just, they're just a machine. Yeah. So, um, you know, they went down there. They took care of business. Worst-case scenario is that we'll have a chance to, to clinch at home. Best case scenario is that we have our ace on the mound on Monday night with a bullpen. Like, sure, did did a lot of guys go tonight? Yeah, but at the same time, none of them are are overworked at all.
1: Yeah, they barely they all win an inning or, or less, and and they have an off day. You know, totally. So, yeah,
4: so that's a really good spot. I I just I was of the mindset of I'm not going to go down there and get greedy. But dude, I think I think Wheeler shoves on Monday. Get a little greedy. I think Wheeler shoves on Monday, and we head back here up two zero, and I can't freaking wait for it. I can't freaking wait for it,
1: buddy. Another celebration down at Citizens Bank Park, baby. Mm. I am uh, I'm feeling good too. And look, I I you know that's what we all said. Take one down there. They already did it. Like we can watch a game on Monday night with our ace on the hill, with a chance to put our foot on the other team's throat, and that is uh. That's thrilling, man. It certainly takes some of the nerves away from that one. So um, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Obviously, Fritz and I will be back uh, post-game Monday night reacting to that game. Uh, So definitely stick with us. Uh, Ricky Ricardo is going to be coming up next. If we didn't get to you on the phones, I apologize. Stick here. Ricky will be taking calls, obviously reacting to the fills thank you to everyone who called in. we couldn't do the show without you thank you to fran uh francisco reyes uh rojas excuse me producing for the us number one
4: rojas yes, in the city that's not right. johan
1: well, you know uh, uh, but we appreciate it and uh uh fritzy what a night buddy what a night
4: man uh, i am i let's just, go I'm so giddy ah. I'm so so giddy get me to monday night and, uh, again, I mean, I guess it would be nice if the football team won tomorrow. But, really, let's just lock in for Monday. Yeah.
1: Monday is what matters most. Tomorrow is almost like an exhibition. We'll just hang out and watch the Eagles. Exactly. And then, we'll, and then we'll ratchet it back up Monday night. So, it's going to be awesome. Uh, again, uh, stay here. Ricky Ricardo's got you next. He's going to be talking Phils as well. And Fritz and I will be back Monday night reacting to the Phillies. Game two uh, against the Braves after a, a, a thrilling game one win tonight. So, again, thank you, for everyone, for listening to an, a special edition of High Hopes Radio right here on Final Out on Sports Radio 94 WIP.